excited for today. We are on week three of our series, Relation Slips. And uh, one person, that's awesome. It's always so awkward when I'm excited and no one else is excited. That's okay, that's okay. I'm just going to set this up right here. Um, so we are on uh, week three of our series, Relation Slips. And uh, this has been a series on relationships. And uh, we started week one uh, with uh, the idea that the first foundation before you start any relationship should be between you and Jesus, the most important relationship. And then we build on that. Last week we talked about um, companionship and the idea that Jesus modeled uh, uh, companionship through Adam and Eve and, and how it was purposeful, uh, not just for them to hang out to hook up, but for them to uh, end up in covenant in marriage. And so uh, this week, we are going to be talking about marriage, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Again, four people were like, yeah. Um, so, so here's the deal, and this is what we've tried to do for the entire um, series, because not everybody is in the same stage and in the same place in, in relationships. And so my heart is that even if you're here and you are not married I believe you. There's something that you can get from this. Amen, somebody. And, and, and so, so uh, just because you're not married, don't tune out. Lean in. I think God has something for you uh, in this in this um, in this short time that we have together. But I am also excited. I actually didn't introduce myself. My name's John. If this is your first time here, uh, I get this amazing privilege alongside my wife, who is going to be joining me this morning, Vanessa. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's usually serving your kids, but today she's here. It just worked out, uh, and we did not plan this at all. So this is going to be just a fun talk time. And I actually have something real quick. Stay there, babe. Don't move. Don't move, baby. Today is her birthday. I'm 29 for the 10th she's year. She's 29, and uh, she could be anywhere, but she's serving the house this morning, and so happy birthday. Thank you. Again, Thank she you. turned, and it's amazing <laughs> um, just for that. So, so here's the deal. Again, because we have not planned this out, um, this is how it's going to go, uh, because I had, I had plotted out this entire message, and then I found out that she was going to be here. So uh, we're just going to throw her in and fill her in. And um, just to forewarn you, I'm probably going to be talking for the first 10, 15 minutes just to set everything up. And then, uh, and then you, can you can chime in whenever you want, honestly. You can chime in whenever you want. But uh, I just wanted to state that because if I'm talking for a long time, I don't want anybody to be like, why doesn't he shut up? Why doesn't he let her talk, you know? So uh, I'm just giving you a forewarning. It works out better that way. Hey, awesome. hey look, two waters, too. That's amazing. Okay, so uh, let's see. So we are going to be uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 29 through 33. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 29 through 33. We're going to the Word this morning. And uh, it says this, no one abuses his own body, does he? No, he feeds and he pampers it. That's how Christ treats us, the church, since we are a part of his body. And this is why a man leaves his father and mother and cherishes his wife. No longer two, they become one flesh. 
This is a huge mystery, and I don't pretend to understand it all. I love just Paul, Apostle Paul's just realness. He's like, I don't even get it, uh, but it doesn't matter. He says, and this provides a good picture of how each husband is to treat his wife, loving himself and loving her, and how each wife is to honor her husband. This morning, within the next uh, 20 minutes, I want to talk to you, if you're taking notes, I want to talk to you briefly from the subject, Seeds That Matter. Seeds That Matter. You want to pray? Or you want me to pray? Okay, I'll pray. Father, we thank you for today. God, I thank you for this opportunity that we have to be together, to worship in community. Father, I pray that uh, these next remaining moments together, God, that they would be fruitful, they would be beneficial. God, that no matter what stage and season of life we're in, I pray that you would just move in our lives. Holy Spirit, we recognize you as our guest of honor this, this morning. We love you. We want to leave your changed. We want to leave here better, but not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. God, we love you. In Jesus' name, come on, everyone, say it. Amen. 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 Cheers. Real quick. Now, I got to stand up for a little bit. Again, we didn't plan this talk thing, so. Um, okay, now check this out. Check this out. Have you ever planted anything? Now, oh, let me, let me, let me, let me, because we're in Sonoma County, right? Y'all are about granola pot and no spanking. So have you ever planted anything? Have y'all planted anything legal? Okay, okay, okay. So I, hey, I hate planting. I hate gardening. I don't have the proverbial green thumb. Like, if you give it to me, some people have given us olive trees and given us, like, little other trees. Like, we try. We're like, we're going to take care of this one. I'm sorry, Rami. I think you guys brought <laughs> I just, I'm talking, and someone in the front row actually brought us something, and I'm sorry. <laughs> or a beautiful orchid. It was beautiful. It was beautiful until it died. And, um... <laughs> And, and, and so, so, so like, I just, I, I, I'm not good at, at gardening, at keeping things alive that are green. And um, I, I, just, I just hate it. And a part of the reason why I don't like gardening is because it takes a long time to see what you want to see. You know? And it, and it got me thinking about uh, the two trees that we have in front of our house. Yeah. We have two trees. Um, they're called dwarf trees. Don't get triggered, gay. Like, that's what they're called. And um, they're, they're, they, they, they come to you. They're a little grown and they're small. And I thought when they planted them, I thought that they were uh, orange, in, one orange tree and one an apple tree. And so I'm excited. I'm like, we're going to have an orange tree. We're going to have an apple tree. So they plant it. And uh, it takes about a year for you to start seeing fruit. And, and so it, it, it started to grow, and fruit started to blossom. And I'm getting excited because I'm like, I was looking forward to this forever. So I go, and on one tree, there's oranges. Now, I said last week the oranges are dry, and it's true. They're, they're horrible. But they're oranges. <laughs> and I'm like, this is amazing. This is so beautiful. And then I go to the other tree, and I look at the tree, and I'm like, that's so weird. My apples look like lemons. I'm like, this tree's broken. It's, it's giving, like, it's supposed to give me apples, but it's giving me lemons. And so I'm, I'm thinking, like, what in the world? Like, this is, this is not a good thing. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of upset. And so I talked to the people that planted them, 
And I was like, hey, you got to take your tree back. It's, it's giving me lemons instead of apples. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, you planted orange in an apple tree, and it's giving me an orange in a lemon tree. And he said, uh, he said no, you misunderstood. Uh, those, that was an orange tree in a lemon tree. And I'm like, well, I hate you, you know? I didn't say that. I didn't say that because they might be coming to Discovery one day. So I didn't say that. But, but I'm, I was thinking about this idea that I thought the tree was broken. But it wasn't broken. It was just producing the fruit of the seed that was planted. And it got me thinking that I cannot be upset about the fruit I didn't get from the seed I did not. That's good. Preach it, boy. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm flowing better with you up here. And yet, so many times in life, we become flabbergasted about the results that we get from the seeds that we planted. Come on, this morning, turn to your neighbor and tell them, seeds matter. Seeds matter. And so, so here, here it is, like, this, this idea of seeds and, um, and, and being frustrated about, about the seeds. But check this out. The Bible is very clear about this very principle. The Bible is very clear about this principle of what you plant, you will reap. In the book of Galatians chapter 6, the apostle Paul writes this. I don't believe they have it. So just take my word for it. Um, the Apostle Paul says this, don't be easily deceived. God cannot be mocked. In other words, God, God's not going to be tricked by what, you, but what, by what you're planting. He said, don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. What a man or a woman sows, he also reaps. And so this very principle of the seeds that you sow, it works all, every aspect of your life. And every aspect of your life, the seeds that you plant at your work is going to be what you reap. Amen. The seeds that you plant in your kids is what's going to reap. The seeds that you plant in your house of worship, what you plant here will reap. Come on, somebody. And so it got me thinking that if it's true, if this principle is true for everywhere else, then my God is probably true in the confines of covenant or marriage. Mm. And so this morning, my big idea is what you plant in your marriage will produce the fruit that's, re that's reaped. Yep. And, and so thank you. Thank you. Yes, very good. And so at the text that we read at the very beginning, I told you I'm going to talk a lot for the first. She will say something besides just cheering me on. <laughs> but it, I like that. It's really good. <laughs> every marriage needs that, though, that every marriage needs, like, the other spouse to cheer each other on. Mm. So that's, I'm being an example <laughs> of there what, it is. what it looks like. There it is. So uh, the fruit of your marriage is only as healthy as the seed that you sow. So here's my question to you. All you married couple... What seeds are you sowing? What seeds are you sowing? Amen. Now, in the text that we read at the very beginning, uh, the Apostle Paul, he identifies one very major thing that I think 
we can all lean in and, 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 and appreciate. He says this. He says that Jesus Christ, or the way that Jesus Christ treats the church, is the way that the husband should treat his wife. And how the wife should treat the husband. Now, this is a game changer, everybody. This is a game changer because what it does here is when, when Paul identifies that my model that I am to follow as a husband is based off of Jesus and how he treats the church, so his body of believers, it's really good because what it does is it means that even if I've come from generational dysfunction, it doesn't matter. See, I feel like some, someone in here needed to hear that this morning. Because you're like, I can't be a good husband because my daddy was never a good husband. Uh, or I can't be a good wife because my mama was never a good wife. And we go into marriage singing like, well, I'm just, it's just going to be the same way. Now, listen, it's going to be a little harder. But at the end of the day, the great news is, is that your model is not your daddy. Your model ain't your mama. Your model is how Jesus loves the church. Yeah, yeah. And so with that said, I can be encouraged that no matter what I've seen from the home that I was raised in, no matter what you may have seen in the home that you were raised in, you can still have a very healthy, a very fruitful Marriage. Amen. Yeah. Love it. And so what I want us to do, I want to give you three seeds that you can sow into your marriage. And if you're not married, these are very applicable to your relationship with friends or, or with parenting or at your workplace. And so Three seeds to sow. And so these are things that we even can see with Jesus that he models for the church. And I'm going to sit down now. I'm going to take a drink. And then we're going we're gonna to close and we're going to have the worship band come up. And we're going to end in worship. And I think because we're talking about marriage, we're talking about the home life, I think it's a great declaration that we're saying this is a house of worship. Not just here, but your house. That your house can be a house of miracles. And so, um, so we're going to rush through this because I just want to get to worship. Um, so three seeds to life. Here are my notes. I told you we didn't plan this, guys. Like, I'm like sharing my notes. Can you see it with the flowers? They smell good. They smell okay, huh? Not bad. Oh, thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Uh, three seeds to sow, and we're going to go through this pretty quick. Uh, the first seed is this, seeds of life. Seeds of life. Proverbs 18, verse 21 says this, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So think about your words as seeds. And the words that you sow, they're either words of life or the words of death. 
Now think about it within the relationships that you're in. If you're married, think about the words that you're speaking to your spouse. Are they words of life or are they words of death? Now, I do want to say before I go any further, and I did want to preface with this, but I forgot. Uh, every time that I've ever gone to like a marriage conference, I always wish the speaker would have started off by saying this. I'm not perfect. We're figuring it out. We're trying our best in the name of Jesus. Okay? So I wanted to start off with saying that we are not perfect. We still mess up. We're trying our best by putting Jesus first. Yep. Right? Because I know it's so, it's when you see people like, oh, they're probably, uh. listen, y'all, talk to my kids afterwards, okay? <laughs> kids are real. Kids are real. In fact, when we were youth pastors, we would like, if we want to know what the parents were up to, we'd talk to the kids. <laughs> the parents are like, oh, this is, we're so happy. And the kids are like, dude, they suck. Like, they're, they're, <laughs> life's horrible, you know? So. Um, if you want to know, talk to the kids. Um, but seeds of life. So, so, so here, here, here's, here's the idea. Is the fruit that you want to see in your spouse, is it aligning with the seeds that you're sowing to your spouse? Amen. Is the fruit that you see in your spouse, is it aligning with the seeds that you're speaking hmm. to your spouse? So, husbands, if you're wanting a spouse, a wife that's responsive to you, are you sowing words of affirmation? Wives, if you're wanting a husband that's present, are you sowing words that are welcoming? What are the seeds that you're sowing? Because your words, they're life or death. Life or death. So, so what are the seeds that you're sowing? you have anything to add to that, baby? Well, uh, interesting enough, I did grow up in a household where we were real. And we were just very, very honest. So this really speaks to me because uh, I saw a lot of, I mean, my parents are great parents, don't get me wrong. But I did see a lot of, my dad's from the East Coast. So if you know people in the East Coast. Josie. They, <laughs> they so are, they're great people. It's it's awesome, but they're very, very, very real. They say what's on, on their mind. And so a lot of times I would have, like, my dad say, oh, like, something not very kind towards my mom. And my mom kind of fed off it, too. But um, I'm just so blessed that we know the word because it helps. It helped my mom, too, especially as she started going to church. Um, she started believing and trusting, like, God's going to do something. And it all started with her. And so because she knew the Lord, and I think that this is so vital because it did, uh, I, I saw a shift. I saw some changes in my dad's life. Obviously, God's still working on him. Like John says, we are still a work in progress that God's never done with us. So um, just let that be a hope. Yeah. And it can become very toxic too, right? Because when some, one person's sowing seeds of death, you're like, oh, you want to go? <laughs> okay, and then they sow, and then it's like back and forth, and all of a sudden you like have like a whole bunch of like fruit that's like nasty and rotten, and like it's just it's gross. But uh, there, I think there's something to understanding that my words can produce life. Yeah, my words can produce life, and here and seeds of life are very hard because seeds take vision. Mm, seeds good. take vision. It takes time. 
I have to be willing to be patient enough, take care of that seed long enough, if I ever want to see that fruit that I'm believing for. See, some of us, we plant the seed and we're like, it didn't work in a day. I'm taking it back. No, it's a season. It takes time. Seeds of life. What, what seeds, what words are you sowing? Let's, so first one, seeds of life. Number two, the second seed in a marriage, and it can work in any relationship, seeds of security. Seeds of security. Now, right off the bat, I do need you to understand I am not referring to financial security. Though that's cool, but rather what I'm talking about is emotional security. Mm. Emotional security. Now, please note that you should not be a builder of security, right? Because your security, my security should be found in God. That was week one, yeah. right? That's why week one is so pivotal. Because if I get week one right and I grow week one right, this relationship between me and Jesus, I know that no matter what my wife says about me or vice versa, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because I know what he says about me. Amen. And yeah. so, so week one is a very important relationship. And so, so uh, you are not a builder of security, but I love this, you are a breaker of security. So you can't, you, you can't build it. You shouldn't have to build it. Yeah. Wives, your husband should not build your security. Yeah. Yep. Husbands, your wife should not build your security. But they can destroy it. Mm. They can break it. And they do that, I think, two ways. By who you're surrounding yourself with yeah. and where your eyes are gazing. Mm -hmm. Anything? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I actually really had to get this right, especially the, when John said, going back to week one, about having that relationship with the Lord first and foremost, because that's where your security comes from. People are fickle. Relationships shit change. My husband has emotions. He has feelings. So sometimes when he speaks, he can speak from that, right? I mean, and so... Like, Cut her mic. <laughs> Cut her mic. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, love I take after my family feel. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but yeah, so I just, uh, learning that, especially growing up, I was always insecure. So knowing that I had to get my relationship right with the Lord and understand what he said about me helped me get into this relationship, this marriage, this covenant. Um, so it's no longer a hindrance. Because as John says, we, we don't build each other up, but we can tear each other down. Um, the, the foundation is the Lord and always should be the Lord. Uh, but I'm just so grateful for, yeah, that God has, is still building me up to this That's day. Good. That's good. So I had this written down. How you carry yourself plays a role on how your spouse, how your spouse carries themselves in the confines of your relationship. So how you carry yourself, husbands, plays a role in how your spouse carries themselves in the relationship. So who are you hanging out with? What are you gazing your eyes on? It makes a difference. It does. It really does. Uh, the last seed. So we have two seeds. Seeds of life. Seeds of security. And this is the last one. Um, seeds of sacrifice. 
seeds of sacrifice. One of my favorite, excuse me, one of my favorite verses, John 15, verse 13. I don't know if we'll, there it is. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. No greater love. Now, check this out. Did you know that a seed has to die in order for the fruit to come forth? Think about that. A seed, it has to die. It has to break apart if, in fact, you want that fruit to come forth. Which means if there is no death, there's no fruit. Let that sink in. Just Say that again. I'll say it again, baby. Okay. <laughs> a seed has to die in order for a fruit to come forth, which means if there is no death, there is no fruit. So marriage is not me trying to dominate you, is not trying to... Uh, um, put my agenda or my perspective or my whatever over you. Marriage is me understanding and daily implementing death to self. Marriage, if you want fruit in your marriage, I'm just speaking to the married people right now, you got to learn to die to yourself. And that's hard because I always want my agenda and my marriage. Because I'm sometimes an idiot and I think that I know best. Yeah. Don't agree. She said yes. <laughs> Most of the time I'm right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You didn't no. mute her. You didn't <laughs> mute her. Um, but, but marriage, if the fruit, if you want to see fruit, it has to learn. You got to learn to die to self. To die to self, to elevate other, to elevate your spouse, to elevate Jesus even beyond your spouse. Learning to die to self. Now, the hard part about this is that when you got one person saying they, they're understanding this, and then you have another person that's not willing to die to themselves. And that's hard. And I'm going to be super upfront and honest. I don't have an answer for that. We have two amazing elders here that you can meet with them afterwards. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Pastor Paul and Pastor Mark, no pressure. And they can help you out with that stuff. But uh, this idea, and the band can come up, this idea of learning how to die to self. Learning how to die to what I want most so that it elevates my spouse and it elevates Jesus in our relationship. And so, relationship number three. I've been giving these to you guys every week. Marital relationships happen when the seeds I sow don't align with the fruit I desire. Once again, the seed matters. 
the seed matters, like what you are planting now, you will reap in weeks, months, years. And so friends, do you have enough vision to see the fruit that you want and enough patience for the long game to wait it out? Because it's worth it.